Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Welcome on in to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing here on the Motor Racing Network. It's time for another episode to talk everything short track racing. We've got a great show coming up for you. As always, my name is Chris Wilner here in the Concord, North Carolina studios. Kyle Ricky out at Stafford Motor Speedway. Looks like a beautiful day, Kyle. Uh, did you enjoy your weekend? Because I know I did. I know I was back home again in Indiana covering uh, Arkham Menard series as well as the NASCAR Truck Series. But how was your weekend? It was a good weekend. I uh, was able to obviously work here at Staff Run Friday night, a beautiful night to go racing uh, to wrap up the month of July, a first-time winner here in the SK Modifieds. And then uh, Saturday, went to a, another local short track here in Connecticut. The New London Waterford Speed Bowl had their race program. Trying to figure out what I did Sunday. Oh, I went to Comic-Con. <laughs> wow, that's a 180. Short track racing and then Comic-Con. All right. Yeah. That's did you it. dress that's up or friends. did you just go? Oh, I went fully dressed, Star Wars attire. Ooh. No, I didn't. Uh, no. I was about to say, I pictures, went, please. I went as Kyle, the race announcer. Um, okay. But, I, I, you know, being in radio and being in voice work, uh, there was a, a, a individual there by the name of Jim Cummings, who has worked for Disney for 55 years. I'm a Disney guy. Uh, and he was at Comic-Con, part of a, a voiceover acting panel. And then he did a selfie photo autograph deal at his table. And um, so I was able to meet him. Uh, great guy. I've, I've heard him in the parks for years and years and years and always wanted to meet him. So it was a, it was a big weekend. For did you tell him that you're coming after his job? No, we're going to keep that a secret. Okay. All right. For but those of you that don't know, Kyle years. has been trying to be the voice of at least the monorail for how many years now? Yeah. A couple. Yeah. Couple. Okay. Well, maybe one day, Kyle, maybe one day. That's for, dr don't ever give up on your dreams. That's what I was told. Never. So, Never. uh, awesome stuff. All right. Well, I could mention I was in Indianapolis as we get back to racing here, Arkham and Art series, and we might as well kick off our coast to coast top seven there. But before we do, we want to remind you folks, Amber Lynn's going to be on the show directly from North Wilkesboro. It's been a big week already with practice and the opening night as we record this show. Tonight's the final night for the tour type mod. So we'll have her coming up on the show. But before we do that, of course, it's time for our top seven coast to coast winners of the week. And like I mentioned out in Indianapolis, it wasn't a regular, but it was Chandler Smith getting his third straight IRP win to kick off the doubleheader at Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park, a track that, thank goodness, is back on the NASCAR schedule. And certainly the Arkham Nard Series drivers opened it up in a pretty good fashion with Chandler getting the win by a comfortable margin, but lots of racing going on, lots of storylines to tell, Kyle. It was uh, certainly fun to watch. Yeah, well, 25-plus cars taking the green flag. Um, it was good to see a full house at IRP. Um, the grandstands were full, the, the lawn area in turn one was full. Um, love that we're back at Indianapolis Raceway Park, uh, for both the Arkham Nard series. They only left 
really one year. Um, and then the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series that raced uh, following the ARCA race. A lot of storylines. The point lead still as tight as it was before the race uh, coming out of the event uh, with, with Raja and Nick. Um, but yeah, some great storylines, but I think a lot of people, uh, pins Chandler Smith to win the event after his dominance there the last couple of times, the Arca series raced there. And, uh, that was exactly what happened. Doesn't hurt that he's in a Venturini car, but I'm curious no. if you're Raja Carruth or you're Nick Sanchez, are you worried at all? Cause it, we've kind of hit this trend where like the non-series regulars are coming in, winning all these races and Raja seeing his points gap, although it, pretty much the rev racing duo were non-factors on, on, on Friday night, but I mean, it's a one-point difference between the top two, five points between the top three. Are you worried at this point if you're rev racing? Um, I'm not worried about the outsiders coming in. I mean, if there's some guys that want to come in and one-off uh, a lot of these racetracks, we might even see it at Michigan this weekend. We've seen Brandon Jones do it a couple of times here recently. Um, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the regulars uh, that are, you know, say third, fourth, fifth in points, the Daniel Dyes of the world uh, that might sneak up in there without making a whole lot of noise in victory lane, but maybe outperforming uh, the rev racing guys, a couple of positions per race and over the final nine races of the year, that could add up to be uh, what decides the championship. Most certainly could. And like Kyle mentioned, Michigan on tap this weekend. We'll talk about that coming up in the calendar. All right, Kyle, our coast to coast top seven, number two, uh, we're going to go back modified racing. Who we got? Yeah, I'm going to go with John McKennedy, uh, won the, the clash at Claremont, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour over the weekend, led all but the opening 12 laps to claim his first win since the 2018 season, so ending a four-year win drought there. For a driver that has also found a lot of success in super, super modified racing, the uh, International Super Modified Association, or ISMA, as we it is known up here, uh, second career win. Ronnie Silk finished in the second spot, continues to lead the championship standings, but another race there, a great race up there at Claremont, uh, promoted by Josh Veneta and his group. Uh, they, I think they had four really successful races this year. That was the fourth and final event that they'll promote this season for the NASCAR Modified, so hopefully Josh and his crew back again in 2023. Absolutely. What a great race. What a great win for John, too. A 50-race winless yep. streak. That got to feel like forever, so certainly a weight, weight was lifted off his shoulders. All right, Coast Coast Top 7, number 3. I'm going to go with Kyle Soper, who won the Jerzombeck Evans Baldwin Memorial, the 77 Memorial out there at uh, Riverhead Raceway, uh, certainly one of the most iconic tracks, when you, especially when you talk modifieds. Uh, but what a great race, passing Tommy Salamito there with, what, seven, eight laps to go. Yep. A heck of a finish, uh, and a special tribute, Kyle, as well. I know you probably tuned in a little bit. That was special as well. Yeah, an emotional night. Uh, obviously, Eddie Partridge passed away last fall following the NASCAR Modified Race at Richmond. Um, Eddie was the owner of Riverhead Raceway and owned a lot of the cars that Ryan Priest has driven over the years. Uh, so uh, a pretty cool tribute and an unveiling of an Eddie Partridge number six modified on top of a, a display pole that'll look down over the racetrack. Um, pretty cool sight uh, at Riverhead before the event on Saturday night. So, uh, you know, Eddie will always be in, in our thoughts when we go to Riverhead Raceway and going to be hard to forget him now uh, with one of his race cars uh, displayed well above the quarter mile oval. That's an awesome tribute for sure. All right, Kyle, our coast to coast top seven, number four, and it looks like it was throwback weekend at Hickory, a very good crowd and a very good race as well. 
Yeah, big event. Fortunately, uh, Mother Nature rained half of it out, but the other half did get in. William Zawalich, who we talked about uh, several times this year, picking up the pro late model win, driving a throwback scheme, going back to the orange blossom special colors that Dennis Setzer raced around that racetrack for so many years. Uh, big win there for William. Again, held off Luke Fenhaus at the finish. The 138 lap late model stock car race that was rained out and will be made up this Friday night. Surprise. Nobody wanted to do like a throwback mustache, kind of like what I'm trying to rock here. I mean, there may have been some, I unfortunately didn't get to go being in Indianapolis, but uh, watch some of it uh, on television or on, on, on the stream. So pretty cool stuff. Always love throwback. I went last year. It's a blast. You always, and, and the cool part too, is the fans get into it. And so they wear like the most ridiculous throwback, like vintage. They go to the thrift store and find whatever they can find. Uh, pretty cool stuff. I, I know I've got some, Back in the closet as well. Coast to Coast Top 7, number 5. We're going to go with our guest coming up on the flip side of the next break, and that is Amber Lynn. She won the Sportsman 100 out of Bowman Gray. Her latest victory uh, in a pretty relatively short career at Bowman Gray, but very successful. She becomes the winningest female in track history, so congratulations to Amber. Holding off Riley Neal, Justin Taylor there at the finish. Uh, the, they've only got a couple races to go. She's in 7th in points, so... We'll have to talk to her about that win, and obviously she's busy because we'll have her directly from North Wilkesboro Speedway. She took part in the Crate Modified last night, again tonight, when we record this show on Wednesday, so we'll have to see how she does. All right, Kyle, Coast Coast number six of seven. Who do we have? Yeah, Amber Lynn is busy, as is the driver in number se- uh, number six, and that is Anthony Bello. Uh, picked up his first SK Modified win right here at the Stafford Motor Speedway on Friday night, late race pass on Marcello Rafrano, who's been Mr. Second Place uh, as of late. Also held off the track's defending champion, Todd Owen. I say he's busy because he is also in North Wilkesboro this week, running a modified, running on Wednesday and Thursday night before he gets back up here, or on Tuesday and Wednesday night before he gets back up here on Friday. So congratulations to Anthony in his rookie year, just 16 years old, but uh, doing what a lot of young drivers are trying to do these days and that is race as many times as they can in as many different types of cars as they can uh running tour type modified sk lights sks anthony has done it all here in the last year and a half and all of that track time starting to pay off for absolutely those those drivers i mean they they see what the kyle larson's and others are doing you know trying to get back to running as many different types of race cars they can and i think it's now trickled down like you said to some of the youngsters trying to get as much seat time as possible so congratulations to anthony we're going to round out our coast seven top or coast to coast top seven number seven with a pair of drivers who picked up NASCAR Pinty Series wins in the Twin 125s. That actually happened right before we recorded last week's episode, but still worthy of a shout-out as the NASCAR Pinty Series had a little midweek action last week at Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon. And, uh, boy, it was a good one. DJ Kennington and Alex Tagliani, the former IndyCar driver and champ car driver, picking up a pair of wins. Kennington held off Andrew Ranger to win race number one. Tagliani, he held off Ranger in race number two. So for Andrew, he's probably thinking a bridesmaid again. Uh, but the uh, point situation, Mark Antoine Cameron, seven points. is that That's the difference between him and Kevin Lacroix as they race on throughout the season. Kyle, did you have a chance to check things out? That's an interesting racetrack, Sutherland. Pretty unique. Yeah, it's a fun little oval. Um, A long day for those teams uh, with twin 125 lap races. Not a whole lot of time 
in between events to uh, to get your car prepped for race number two. I think they only had about 30 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, great racing. I love the NASCAR Pinty series. I say that every time uh, we talk about that series here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, kind of a a, a hidden, well, it used to be a hidden gem north of the border, but now it's on Flow Racing, and there's a lot more people that have be- become exposed to that series uh, with uh, with streaming here in the States. Uh, usually it was only on TSN a couple of years ago, which is a sports network up in Canada, um, but pretty cool to be able to watch it live down here in the U.S. right now and uh, love watching them every time they they take to the racetrack and a really good point battle once again as well as you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, again, thanks to Flo for bringing that to us. It's cool to see every week that they race a lot of new fans on Twitter going, oh my gosh, how have I not watched this before? Well, now you can uh, by subscribing to Flow Racing. All right, time for our shout outs of the week. I had a couple. I'm going to narrow it or a few. I'm going to narrow it down to two. I'm going to start off with Eric Jones but it's not for his NASCAR Cup Series performance. It's for him taking a big late model win out at Indianapolis Raceway Park on Saturday. As we mentioned at the top of the show, ARCA and the Truck Series were on Friday. They had a CRA, ARCA CRA a Super Series event out at Raceway Park on Saturday night. And uh, he had a really good drive for Wimmer Motorsports, dethroning Donnie Wilson. First time somebody's been able to do that in a while. Uh, really cool yep. to see Eric get a win, his eighth all-time ARCA CRA victory. I know it's been a while for Eric as well, so it was good to see him in uh, victory lane. And then, of course, we talk about North Wilkesboro Speedway as we record this episode. It's the second day of racing, but the big winner on Tuesday night was Ryan Newman taking the tour type modified at North Wilkesboro. Uh, one of, he calls it a one of his biggest wins as of late, including SRX. Uh, certainly is a driver who's been a part of North Brooksboro Spear, or at least has watched it back when he was a kid, and uh, now it kind of gets full circle and gets to victory lane at North Brooksboro, so really cool to see. So July 2nd, he wins here at Stafford and SRX. Yep. August 2nd, wins at North Wilkesboro Speedway and a modify. I'm seeing a pattern here. Now we need to get him October 2nd. I don't I haven't looked September. at the schedule don't yet. Don't forget September. Right, but September, yeah, you know, true, but I'm thinking when they when they make it a dirt track in October, oh, yes. maybe he can on the second pick up a win. I don't know. Ryan Ryan will figure it out for sure. All right, Kyle, who's your shout outs of the week? I like Lane Riggs. Um yeah. we talked about him last week. Uh made his NASCAR Camping World Truck Series debut on on Saturday night or Friday night at Indianapolis Raceway Park. Had a good top 10 finish, finished in the 7th spot. Uh continues to lead the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts weekly series standings for NASCAR on the national level. Uh has 44 points over his biggest rival at South Boston right now, Peyton Sellers. Young driver, full of energy, well spoken. Um, it's going to be fun to watch his career not only continue throughout the rest of this summer as he runs for potentially a national title, but see where it brings him into NASCAR's national spotlight in the coming years. Um, we go from a young driver to one of the oldest that competes at Bowman Gray Stadium. Uh, 55-year-old Lee Jeffries still getting it done at the stadium, picked up his 23rd career modified win last Saturday night at Bowman Gray, held off Tim Brown at the finish. And when he was asked post-race, when was your last win? Because it's been a while. He said, I don't remember. (laughs) I know I didn't win last year. I haven't won yet this year. I can't remember much before last year. I'm getting old. Um, But uh, he has 22 prior wins before Saturday night. But good for Lee Jeffries. We've had him on the show uh, a couple of times over the years. Great, uh, great personality. Doesn't say a whole lot. Um, yeah. Very short interview, but he can get it done on the racetrack still. 
Hey, you know what? It's not an old guy thing. I'm 30 years old, and I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. So, I mean, that's yeah, totally unex- or totally acceptable, Lee. So, congratulations to all of our shout-outs of the week. Uh, Lane Riggs, we're still trying to get you on the show. He's a hard man to get a hold of. Now that he's Mr. Successful in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. You should have seen him, though, Kyle, on pit road. You would have thought he won the race when he pulled that Hallmark Freeze and Toyota down pit lane and climbed out. I mean, the whole family was there. The crew was there. So cool to see a driver have success right off the bat. So Lane will hopefully have him on the show coming up later this year as he goes for a national championship. All right, before we get to Amber Lynn, who's standing by on the phone lines directly from North Wilkesboro Speedway, it's time with our Go or No Go segment. And Kyle, if you watch the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course this week, certainly the NASCAR Cup Series had a lot to talk about. And it's a topic that we've talked about on the grassroots level, on the ARCA level, but now we're talking about Cup Series drivers. So this makes me kind of think, should the local short tracks that we cover each and every week, should they be looked at differently than the National Series as far as the officials getting involved with rough driving? I mean, we saw Joey Logano, we saw Ross Chastain, they're going off the track, taking people out left and right. But NASCAR really hasn't done a whole lot as far as the Cup Series, but yet we see a lot of you know penalties and things like that, retributions coming on. You know, on the grassroots level. So, what do you think? Should NASCAR be stepping in, step, or getting involved here? Well, I don't know. It's a tough call, but that's what I don't understand. Um, I don't understand why you see rough riding penalties, and sometimes it's not even spinning somebody out. Sometimes it's just moving a driver out of the way yeah. on the final lap, pretty aggressively, and you and that driver that did the moving gets penalized by. ARCA officials or ARCA East or West, uh, you know, when they're trying to groom the young drivers, but then they get to the national level and you don't, I don't remember the last time we, we saw a rough riding penalty in any of the national series, the trucks, Xfinity, or in the NASCAR cup series. And, and obviously there was a lot of, especially in the restarts last week, drivers jamming it in there four or five wide in the turn number one, without a care in the world, because they know I can take these three drivers out to my left. Nothing's going to happen to me. Trucks. I'm going to gain three, at least three spots and continue on. But yet you get the short track level behind me. It's frowned upon. If that would have happened here at Stafford, that driver probably would have been parked or at least penalized a lap or, or two, uh, depending on how aggressive it was. So, I, I, you know, it's like, do you want these young drivers looking up? To the cup drivers or or vice versa i don't i don't i don't know where that line is right now yeah it's difficult and i'll agree with you it's kind of hard to say yes or no at this point because yeah. it's not really been defined but we saw it you know and i, I mentioned it at the top of the segment the cup series but look what happened in the truck series john hunter nemechuk on a late race restart yeah. literally flat out drove through taylor gray to go for yep. the win now karma got john hunter back and he got moved out of the way on the subsequent restart and then ended up not winning the race but there is another point that nothing happened, just uh, so obviously some sore tempers, and Taylor Gray said over the radio he's not going to finish next week. So heads up, John Hunter Nemechek, if you're around Taylor Gray, he may try to take you out. And then again, that sparks another debate. So it's a, it's a never-ending cycle we're going through here, and it's just curious to see if NASCAR will change or if they'll adopt anything. But it's you know we'll have to wait and see on that one. Now, I did throw in a wild card, Kyle. You haven't seen this yet, but it, it reminded me after going through this topic, of special treatment for NASCAR National Series drivers that come back and race grassroots racing. And I'm specifically talking about Kyle Larson, who picked up the win, or at least crossed the finish line first at IRP to win his first pavement midget race since 2011, but then was later 
disqualified, although he's still credited with the win because they didn't want to tarnish Kyle with a DQ, but they took the money and the trophy and gave it to Kyle O'Gara. So the points and the money went to Kyle O'Gara, but the win goes to Kyle Larson. Special treatment? I mean, it's not the first instance I've heard of this before as well. I don't understand that um, at all. I mean, yeah. if you're going to take the money and you're going to take the trophy, then you should probably take the win as well. Um, I don't know all the, the entire situation behind the Kyle Larson deal at, at IRP over the weekend. But, you know, I mean, if you if you don't win the race or if you don't get the money of the trophy, you don't win the race. And and I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Kyle Larson or, you know, John Smith that races in the division on a weekly basis and, and finishes seventh or eighth. And, you know, he works his heart out. He has one crew member. That's, you know, his 70 year old father that goes to the racetrack every week and finally gets that breakthrough win. But if you're not legal, you're not legal and you don't win the race. So, um, yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, absolutely. And so for Larson, again, there's a reason why they have post-race tech across most series that race on a weekly basis there's some sort of technical inspection. He was found to have be too wide on his midget, and it, yep. it's a DQ. Like it's not. Yep. All right, I'll leave it rest at that. So interesting that you know Larson's still credited with the win on that one, but that'll be a topic I'm sure that we'll revisit down the line as well. All right, well it's time to get to our special guest. She's a busy, busy young lady this time of year, coming off a big win at Bowman Gray. She's at North Wilkesboro. We're talking about Amber Lynn. She's coming up on the flip side of the break here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 race events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, whether it's NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much more. You can learn more at flowracing.com slash MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash MRN. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Joining us now from the racetrack at North Wilkesboro Speedway via phone, it is the one and only Amber Lynn, who won the Big Sportsman 100 out at Bowman Gray this past weekend. So, Amber, congratulations on the win. I know we're kind of focused on North Wilkesboro right now, but take me back to last weekend and getting the Big Sportsman 100 win. Uh, a monumental occasion for you, but just uh, kind of walk us through your night. Well, <clears throat> we qualified on the pole, and we've never done that in the sportsman division. It was really, really close. It was only a couple hundredths off of second and third place. Um, so we were really excited about that. Uh, we redrew third, and Tommy Neal, the 21, he drew first. Uh, his car just was not handling in the corners. Uh, he flipped and flipped and flipped, and I, I didn't even have to bump him or anything i just turned and went straight under him and went on and you know we had really good fun racing on the restarts especially with michael adams he got up there we both ran each other clean he stayed on the outside for a few laps pretty much every restart and you know i can like condone him for the sportsmanship and the clean driving and everything else i think that's how it's supposed to be 
So overall, it was just a really, really fun race to run. Um, I didn't think we were even going to get it in. And half of me was kind of hoping that we that we wouldn't because I knew that we had a really busy week this coming week to run the crate mod here at North Wilkesboro. So, but I, I, I am pretty happy that we got it in. When you qualify on the pole and you're the fastest in qualifying, does that how much extra confidence does that give you going into the race? Well, I talked to Tommy in the driver's meeting, and he, he I'm pretty sure he qualified second. And he said that he messed up on his tire pressures. And I was like, man, if, if my car was pretty good and I only beat him by a couple hundred, what, what's going to happen in the race when he, you know, adjusts his car? <laughs> so, you know, I, I try to humble myself. And I know it's Bowman Gray and anything can happen at any given moment. So I I went into the race hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. And I think that that's every, every race at Bowman Gray. You were crowned as now the winningest female at Bowman Gray Stadium. I guess, what does that mean to you? But also, it's a hard place to win regardless. So what does it mean to be on that list? And and just to have more victories like you've had this year and and, and be listed as a multi-time uh, winner at such a difficult racetrack? You know, we when I first started at Bowman Gray back in 2017, I started in the street stock division. And I won three races that year up until the, the halfway mark of the year. And then it's like, it, it just went crazy. Everybody lost their minds. And so we moved up into the sportsman division and we didn't win our first year. And then COVID happened. And then we had a half season and we, <clears throat> we won two or three races every year. And now we're at 12 wins in my short time at Bowman Gray. And, you know, I don't, I don't know all the stats, but I do know that, you know, there are some drivers that have been there for a lot longer than than I have that have fewer wins than that. So I, I think it's a, I think it reflects on my team and I the most. Uh, you know, my team and I, we, we work day in and day out on these cars. I work on my own stuff. It's a family affair. It's dad, me, my husband, and my best friend in the shop most of the time. So... You know, we we put our blood, sweat, and tears into this race and to be on a list where, you know, when another female driver comes in, and I'll be talked about when I'm not racing anymore, just like Susan Kimmel was. So I think it's I think it's amazing. I uh, I look forward to more females coming in and dethroning me honestly because i i want the sport to grow and i want more females to get involved and i think that you know i'll be proud of whoever dethrones me i don't i don't consider myself a sore loser in that aspect (laughs) you mentioned the race on saturday was clean the way it should be uh there's been some weeks where it's been rough and tumble for all the divisions including the sportsman division a couple of weeks ago is it from an outside view you look at bowman gray and it seems like it, it can sometimes get a bad rap is it more accepted for the drivers that are on the racetrack that have that are in the middle of those battles that you know they know what's happening in those race cars and 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 what's accepted there and what's not I don't think that it's more accepted. I think it's more expected. 
Gotcha. From Bowman Gray, um, I know that when I started running the Carolina Pro Series during COVID, that everyone told the promoters that, you know, keep your eye out. She's rough and rowdy. She's from Bowman Gray. That was what they said. And I ended up getting the Sportsmanship Award for the whole year because, you know, just because you race at Bowman Gray doesn't mean you have to be rough and rowdy. Now, I, I do admit that I've had my time, but, um, it's sometimes you have to, and, uh, you know, we don't like to, that's not how I was raised, but sometimes you have to. Absolutely. For sure. And, and, and aggressive sometimes is the name of the game. Now shifting gears, you had to quickly turn around. You go from Bowman gray to now getting ready to run the famed North Wilkesboro speedway, a racetrack that, you know, we, it's been talked about over the last years. They're going to bring it back and all the, the schedule came out. What excites you most? And now that you've been on track this week, What's it been like from behind the wheel of just being a part of this uh, racetrack revival? This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defined 31-degree banks like this one on turn four at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in. Four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Well, I will say that, you know, we weren't the first race yesterday. The the full mods, the, the touring mods were the first race yesterday. And to hear them crank up and hear the fans cheer, I think every single person on top of my trailer last night got chills. Just, and it was a it was such an awesome race, those touring mods. I've never seen a better race than those touring mods last night. And I think it's awesome. This track's been closed down since before I was born. And I think it means a lot because my dad raced here. I think it means a lot to my dad that we're back and we're, we're at it. And we're going to be here for three separate events this month. And we're, we're all really excited. And I honestly, whenever I'm racing down here, I'm just ecstatic to be here. Is the, the crate modified something that you hope to do more of uh, down the road? Yes and no. I would I would like to try my hand at, you know, one of the touring mods or something. I, I will drive whatever whatever I can get my hands on for sure. Um, I am enjoying my time in this crate mod. It's a really fun, it's a change of pace. Um, and it's something that I just have to get used to. I you know, I'm a stock car girl. I don't race modifieds that often. I've raced it a few times here and there but I haven't raced it in almost a year and uh, some some backstory on that car we we had it sitting out right outside the shop because the shop was full and a freaking tree fell on it so it was in pieces all last week and we just got it ready we knew this week was coming but with Bowman Gray and everything else we have going on 
we just got the car ready and we did get in a little incident last night we had to rebuild the whole entire left front of the car but we just ran practice i'm looking at race smarter right now we're third on the board and we, we have high hopes for tonight What's the biggest challenge for you as a driver when you go from or go into this crate late model or crate modified and how you're able to attack it differently than what you're used to? So I think for me, it's a mental thing. Um, well, it's two things. It's the fact that it steers completely different and it's a mental thing. I can see the tires. I can see the wall getting close, getting ready to jump out and grab that right front tire. So it's, it's a big mental game, these modifies. And I have a bad habit about not sucking up to the wall anyway. But with these modifies, I really feel like I want to be mid-track on the straightaways. And I know I can't do that. So that's that's the only thing. Plus, you know, I don't want to rub anybody's tire. <laughs> so it's, it's a big mental game. You have to drive them just a little bit different. But since this is a 602 and our Bowman Gray uh, car is a 603 and we mainly race 603s, uh, you know, you have to drive it in harder and you have to get back on the gas harder and sooner. And so, you know, it's just um, it's just a, a feel thing. And we're, I'm still getting used to it. I'm not I'm not ready to completely transition or anything, but we are we're having a blast with it. My final question for you uh, is about driving at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Uh, you talked about, you know, your whole crew watching the start of the, the tour race last night. What was it like for you getting onto the racetrack for the first time earlier this week and actually turning laps there in a the modified? Well, so my husband and I, we watch a YouTube channel and this guy goes around to all these abandoned tracks and we watched an episode about, about North Wilkesboro and it looked like it was not savable. Um, and when I heard that North Wilkesboro was opening, I thought the track would be, you know, pretty, pretty bad. But they've done an amazing job with the facilities, with the track, with the, the grandstands, the concessions, everything. Everything is pretty great. I, I just wish they had a, a running water. But um, it's, when I was thinking to go out, we... It was it was more of like a nostalgic thing. It wasn't like a nervous thing. Just knowing that, you know, I think I'm pretty sure I'm the only female here this week. And, you know, I, I don't know how men process their emotions or anything. But when I was looking out on the track, I said to myself, this is North Wilkesboro. I never thought I'd be here. I never thought I'd get the chance to be here. And we're here. So it's just, it's very nostalgic and I'm really at a loss for words on how I feel about it because like I said, I never thought it, there'd be a day where I'd be at North Wilkesboro. Well, I got news for you. I feel like a lot of uh, drivers and fans alike were saying that exact same thing yesterday. Uh, my final question, Amber, is I know you've got tonight, uh, Wednesday night, you've got you know another event out at, at North Wilkesboro, but besides that, what is kind of the rest of your summer? I can't believe we're already into August already, so what, what does the rest of your 2022 look like? Well, we're going to run the Carolina Pros, and then at the end of the month, we're going to run our limited car, and then my dad is actually getting a hip replacement, so Oh, I'm not sure what the rest of the year holds for us. Um, we did on the way up here or on the way home last night when we, we talked about going back and running a few go-kart races. Um, we're very tired. It's been, it's been um, a very long 
month with Bowman Gray and North Wilkesboro, and we're all we're all pretty tired. So we might take a step back at the end of this month, and my husband races go karts, so I might go try to wreck him or something. Um, where we just don't know what what we're gonna do after this month. Well, hopefully you, there is some rest and relaxation in the future. You guys certainly earned it, and best of luck to to your dad on on the surgery. That's uh, that's pretty major. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully it helps him out. I know he struggles with it. Um, you know, dad's the welder in the family, so if there's anything that needs to be welded, especially under the car, he's the one that has to crawl under under there to do it, and it's a struggle for him to get back up and. You know, a few years ago, he and I had a very emotional battle about everything because he's had two heart attacks and now he's getting a hip replacement. So we had a, an emotional battle about, you know, where are we going to go with our racing and what's going to happen? Because, you know, I know he can't do it forever. So. Sure. Well, we're thinking of them. Best of luck and everything. But and more importantly, good luck tonight. Uh, congratulations on your latest win at Bowman Gray, and hopefully we'll catch up down uh, later on this season. All right. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so much. That's Amber Lynn, big sportsman winner out at Bowman Gray. She's back in action tonight at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Coming up next, we've got Go With The Flow, the calendar. It's all next on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Just heard from Amber Lynn as she gets set to take on night number two out at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Kyle, uh, you could hear it in her voice, and certainly she's not the only one that just was completely in awe of, of the welcoming back of race cars at North Wilkesboro Speedway. I know I plan on getting up there at some point uh, during this racetrack revival series, but just how cool is it uh, to kind of have that firsthand account of what it was like and uh, certainly, I think it's something that everybody who was there or watching it will uh, will, will remember for quite some time. Yeah, well, I mean, like Amber said, when they last ran the Cup Series there back in 1996, yeah. uh, she wasn't even born yet. Um, they did have a, a very brief reopening, I believe, in 2010 uh, with Modifieds and I believe the Pro All-Star Series race there, uh, past Super Late Models. Chase Elliott won. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I was able to go that day, and it was just the coolest thing to be in the grandstands at North Wilkesboro Speedway, uh, walking up that midway behind the the old uh, signage on the scoring tower or one of the towers that said Winston Cup Series. Uh, it's still there, that signage. I saw a lot of photos from last night. I was amazed by the crowd. Yeah. A Tuesday night and a full front straightaway. Um, that's got to be at least... 10,000 or more people that packed in at North Wilkesboro on a Tuesday night to watch Modifieds in action, along with the support divisions like the Sportsman Modifieds, like Amber Lynn competed in. Great race, great crowd. I hope this is a sign of uh, good things for the future for that racetrack. Yeah, they were rolling in. I saw on Twitter, out. I mean, hours before any cars were on track and the line to get in, the parking lot was full. I mean, that just really gave you a shot of energy uh, in the yep. arm just to see all the fans out there. So it'll be fun to watch. Uh, you know, as we record this on Wednesday, they got night number two there. Of course, they've got a full-on schedule. I know Cars Tour is going to be there coming up in a little bit, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be in that race, which is, you can only imagine the crowd 
when he takes the racetrack there for sure. So looking forward to it. Um, we're going to wrap things up with always our Go With The Flow calendar for this week, and it is stacked. Whether you like dirt racing or whether you like pavement short track racing, we've got it all for you, and it all kicks off with the Arc Menard Series back in action immediately one week after IRP. It is the Henry Ford Health 200 Saturday at Michigan, the big super speedway, I like to say, for the Arc Menard Series, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on MRN, Kyle. Uh, we're starting to get kind of down to it. I know there's still a good handful of races left, but... Is this an opportunity for a Nick Sanchez and a Raja Karuth, as we talked about at the top of the show, to kind of right the ship here because that points gap is shredding or slimming down, and Daniel Dye is, is right there for the taking. Yeah, and I feel Daniel has a little bit more momentum here recently than Raja and Nick. Um, they got off to a very strong start at the start of the season, able to open up quite a bit big point lead, which, like you mentioned, is shrinking uh, for one reason or the other, uh, obviously, they both ran into issues at Mid-Ohio in the rain. Um, very quiet last week at, at IRP. So we'll see what happens this weekend. We'll also, I haven't seen an entry list yet, see if any more outsiders are scheduled to participate in the race and maybe uh, try to steal another trophy. Uh, like what, you know, we mentioned Brandon Jones earlier. He did that at the Iowa Speedway earlier this year. Um, and, and obviously Chandler Smith last week at IRP. So, but being with the ARCA race after the truck race, we may not, or after the, uh, the Xfinity race on Saturday, we might, may not see that because a lot of those drivers use ARCA as a lead-in to the truck race or the Xfinity race. And that won't be the case this weekend with the ARCA race being run after Xfinity. That's a good point. That's a good point. So yeah. we'll have to see when the entry list, you know, officially comes out. Uh, I don't expect, like, we had Mamba Smith on the show last week. I don't think he's going to run, but I do want to give him a shout-out as well. A top-10 performance, getting uh, yep. eighth, I believe. And uh, it was cool to see A.J. Allmendinger out there. Got to talk to him. We talked about the napkin with the $8,000 and all that. He he was out there to see what his investment was doing, and he was out there calling the shots on the box. So that was cool to see as well. All right, speaking of this weekend, NASCAR Pinty Series, we talked about their little Midweek doubleheader uh, last week out in uh, Saskatoon. Well, we've got the Three Rivers in Quebec this Sunday. Yes, they run on Sunday on Flow Racing. 60 laps, one-and-a-half-mile street course. Alex Tagliani, the defending winner. Uh, we're starting to really get into really the thick of things of the point battle. We kind of talked about it where Kevin Lacroix is right there, seven points behind uh, Cameron. So uh, what do you think, Kyle? I mean, I, I think at this points battle at this point, considering... How, where we are in the season, and it's pretty tight pretty much all throughout. I don't expect that to change this week. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh -huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Yeah, and they just have a couple of races left. Yeah. Uh, I think their final race is next month in, in early September. So, uh, I, you know, anything can happen. It's a street course. That's what makes those races fun to watch. 
We talked about outsiders for ARCA. There's a little bit of an outsider here on the entry list. 1997 Formula One champion Jacques Villeneuve returning to uh, the NASCAR Pinty Series this weekend. He'll be in the field on Sunday afternoon. So uh, he'll be fun to watch the championship battle. Um, a lot of drivers craving to get the victory lane, victory lane, like an Andrew Ranger, who at the same time trying to claw his way back into the point battle. So a lot of storylines going to be fun to watch on the streets of Quebec at Three Rivers this weekend. And then it's off to Kyle's home track, Flow Racing, the place to be. If you can't make it to Stafford Motor Speedway, the ninth annual Napa 5K SK modified event at Stafford. Uh, well, Kyle, better ask the pro here. What should we expect? I know Mike Christopher Jr. is the defending winner, but $30,000 is on the line, so I know a lot of drivers are going to be going for it. And $5,000 guaranteed to the race winner before the bonus money. Uh, the track, again, in conjunction with Napa Auto Parts, putting together this Gambler's Challenge, which drivers can, can buy into at $100 uh, per car. Napa will then double that. So it can be up to $5,000 if there's 25 cars in the race, which is what we're expecting. That $5,000 will either go to the top three finishers, the top five finishers, the drivers that finish six through 10, or the drivers that finish 11th to 20th. And that'll oh be determined by a blind draw in victory lane post-race. So you, you can buy into it. And if you finish in the top 20, you at least have a shot at a cut of that bonus money on top of the, the $30,000 purse that is already being presented. So big, like night, big, big night for the SK Modifies. And of course, it'll be on Flow Racing beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I cannot wait to tune in for that. Talk about, like you said, blind luck to get the draw. Where where that line, where the payout's going to be. That's going to be fun to watch for sure. Thank you so much, Kyle. All right, BC39 finale coming up tonight. If you're watching this episode on the afternoon, you've got a couple hours before they hit the dirt track at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, a lot of NASCAR stars in this one. Chase Briscoe, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Kyle Larson, the defending winner. Uh, Sheldon Creed has got a midget entry in this one, which is cool because I get to watch him up here at Millbridge Speedway in the micro. Uh, lot on the line, not just the prestige, uh, but obviously it's all done to honor the late Gr Brian Clawson, 39-lap feature tonight. Uh, Brian passed away in 2016 in a midget racing accident, saved five lives by being an organ donor. So the whole Driven to Save program is involved with this one. Super cool. It was always Brian's dream to have a dirt track at IMS. And it came true several years ago, and the uh, next installment is tonight. So it'll be fun to watch that one on Flow Racing Thursday night. And then we go to South Boston Speedway, a couple twin 65 lappers for the late models, Kyle. That should be good. Six, And it's for, what, 65 years of racing at South Boston? Can't believe it's been that long already. It's the start of, uh, well, you weren't there for year no. one. Were you, who are you kidding? <laughs> um, but, yeah, 65 years, South Boston Speedway. It's a month-long celebration. Uh, for their 65th anniversary, and it kicks off this weekend with twin 65-lap features. Peyton Sellers, Lane Riggs, continuing the battle for not only the track championship, but also the national championship. Uh, and it's these type of twin races that are really keeping those two drivers, as they usually do every year, in the national championship battle. That's why we talk about South, South Boston so much. Uh, the car counts are big, and twin Feature nights like this is, is really what helps those guys when it comes to NASCAR's national standings, standings with the Advanced Auto Parts Series. So uh, we're going to be fun to watch also on Flow this weekend, Saturday night. Absolutely. Also on Flow, Bowman Gray, Hickory, Evergreen, Meridian, you name it, they're going to be on their weekly series as well. And don't forget, 
Quickly approaching, as Jeff, Jeff Striegel every day on Twitter gives us the countdown, the Battle of Berlin yep. coming up uh, this week on Wednesday, August the 10th. So right before we record next week's episode, we'll know who's going to take home the big battle at Berlin. 30000 to win up there in Michigan, and all the stars have entered, whether it's Bubba Pollard, William Byron trying to extend his streak in a late model. Uh, Ty Majeski's entered as well, one of the uh, big winners there as well. So uh, t- take your pick on who's going to win that one. I know Jeff's super pumped about it. Uh, the facility looks great. They've had a big summer, whether it was, um, well, really all the races they've had there, whether it was non-wing sprint cars, they had super modifieds, they've had everything, late models. Uh, really cool, the Money in the Bank show. Um, I can't wait to see who's going to be the next winner of a big show out at Berlin. Should be a good time. Yeah, they've had a lot of big events. Jeff has been uh, busy prepping it all. He's done a great job. I really want to go to Berlin Raceway, not only to see the racing, Same. but to see this party patio that he's been talking about yes. all summer. I mean, yeah, it looks, it looks like a great view and a, a great time to be had by all on the, the party deck or the patio, whatever it is. It looks like it, it, it could make for a fun night. You and I are going to just go ahead and maybe take a look at our schedules next year and make a vacation, and we will go bother Jeff Striegel for the entire weekend and Go hang out with him. What do you think? Go hang out on his boat and then at his racetrack. Jeff, if you're listening, we're headed your way, my friend. Uh, Well, that does it for us here on MRN and NASCAR Coast Coast presented by Flow Racing. Kyle, enjoy your weekend. Uh, Big event up there at Stafford. I can't wait to tune in. I will be covering IMSA out at Road America, one of my favorite road racing facilities, but I will be tuned into all the grassroots action as well on Flow Racing. So for Kyle Ricky, I'm Chris Wilner. Thank you all for tuning in here on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Of course, we'll recap it all coming up on next week's episode. Flow Racing is the new home of NASCAR Grassroots Racing. Subscribe today where you can stream nearly 1,300 different events live and on demand. See NASCAR legends past, present, and future battled out in dirt late models, sprint cars, and more at your favorite local tracks each and every week. Find your next favorite driver by going over to flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN.